Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Alright. Well, straight out of the Scarlet Halls and knocking on the doorsteps of the Horde. Rat to Zaralore. We're coming. Uh, I'm Slide Whistle. I'm Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. But not today. Today I earned my keep. Oh, you did. This is episode 6 of Do Not Relent. And let me tell you, we just got off of a pretty long ass-kicking from the Horde that we finally fought back. <laughs> me, and, uh, me, and, me and Aaron were just duking it out in Boralus in our own home city. <laughs> we were but children, having fun games, cracking jokes with friends, when all of a sudden... What was it? What'd you say? 40? Yep. It was probably probably more than that. I think it was probably two raids worth of people. So probably closer to like 60. Yeah. So like 60 horde came in and they pillaged, they ravaged. It was honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, gang. It was disgusting. They were killing non-combatants. I mean, I, I saw one take down a child. He must have hacked the game somehow. It was gross. But we finally did it. We chased them through the streets. We chased them up the keep. We chased them into the wall, into a dead end. Oh, yeah. those People were lost because they didn't know where they were. And honestly, I was like, same. Like, I don't know where I am either. Like, I don't know where we're fighting at. But uh, I would say, Immunization, you know a lot about fighting some Horde this week, don't you? Yeah. So while I missed this whole um, defensive paralysis, I'm kind of bummed. I was just getting home and I saw what was going on. But last night, we were just um, doing some world PvP, and I finally got Horde Slayer on my main oh immunization. Oh my goodness! You we did were, it! We were just talking about it, like what, like last week, right? Was it last week or, or was it Yeah, li ago? literally last week, we were talking about the fact that Korragos has it and immunization doesn't. Yeah, so it's about time. It's a thing now, Horde Slayer. So while I didn't slay the Horde today in Boralus, I am a Horde Slayer. We did have to use guerrilla tactics to get it done. We got it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we couldn't even get it done in Kulturas. We had to sneak off to um, their continent and just hide off in the deserts of... Um, Voldoon. Where were we exactly? Voldoon. Yeah, we were in Voldoon, and we were just ganking people who were leaving the flight paths. May I say, I don't know if it's because it's an empty area or people aren't there. I feel like... 9.5 out of every 10 Horde Slayers is earned in Voldoon. I got it there. Will, our other friend and co-host of Heroes Callboard, got it there. He got it first. Yeah, he got it first. Slide Whistle got it there. Like, I don't know what it's what's going on with Voldoon, but it's just so dangerous for the Horde. Oh, I can tell you what's going on. The Horde are too busy fucking us on our own continent <laughs> that no one's defending the homeland, and we're just roaming the desert, hiding behind dunes and popping up. Like, there's a guy. Kill him. We actually, we actually did have some pretty good matches, though. I'm sure there's a podcast out there called, like, Please Do Relent that is Horde-based that's like, yeah, I was going around Drusfar, and I just was killing people. Because <laughs> Drusfar is a waste zone. There was a, a fair battle. We had a, a 2v2, actually. There were two mages like, that came up against me mm. and me and Immune. So it wasn't all just uh, skeezy backstabbing. They were pretty competent until <laughs> we wrecked them. Yeah, and there was a few points when they seemed to be bringing in their backup, but luckily by that point I was at 9 out of 10, so we didn't even need to worry about um, killing too many people. As long as I stayed alive to kill one of them, I got Horde Slayer. So. Yeah, you, you just get your one, and then you, as you're dying, you just flip them the bird, like, as you change your title. Fuck you! Right, but then ironically one of them got Alliance Slayer as they were killing me, so. <laughs> I think... Whenever I talk about what I did, it's always just war mode. Like, I'm always just fighting. It is one of the more enjoyable parts of this new WoW, which is honestly but wild and crazy because a month ago I had said that, granted I always kept war mode on, but I would say it was one of the major hindrances of being in the Alliance. And now it's turned to like a constant source of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, I know we've said it almost every week of this podcast, but the changes that they made to War Mode have just been so great. Aaron, I don't know if you're aware of this. I Somehow it's completely bypassed me that there is an achievement called Conqueror of Azeroth that gives you a title called Conqueror of Azeroth. Did you know that? Yeah, you have to kill X amount of people in every area. Yeah, we're real close. It's like not people-based, it's like honor-based. It's a certain amount of honor that, uh, that you get from killing people in each region. I didn't even remember it was a thing until I got it in... 
where were we storm song valley or something like that yeah you need to get a thousand honor in each of the zones oh i i thought you meant that you got like the title like you got it all i was <laughs> casually like, it, i was like immunization you just got horde slayer and you've killed like a million people in each zone no i i wish i have one of the like eight pieces indeed i'm eating chocolate that's why i didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna eat a chip i'm gonna point my mic away so you can't hear it oh well this is an asmr podcast now so it's okay if you lean into the microphone as you eat this chip well i'm gonna give you a real crunch real quick okay Ooh. all right wait it's my turn i'm gonna give you a big chocolate bite ow <laughs> you just click your teeth together no that was real chocolate but yeah there's been a lot of buzz recently on the on the internet about hot new class that people have been asking for a long time and i think it's time that we finally talked about it because i think nobody wants it more than we do and i mean the tinker class there is nothing more in this world than i want than the tinker class my first character was a gnome and i remember going up to the top after you leave nomergon and i see gnomes with guns and i'm like i want to be that and for the longest time you couldn't be that and then Gnome Hunter became a thing, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, we're finally there, baby. But it just doesn't feel the same. But with the potential Tinker class, I think the dreams of a 22-year-old Aaron will finally be realized by a 25-year-old Aaron. <laughs> finally. That, that young man has evolved into a slightly less young man who's excited. If there was a Tinker class coming out soon and please let taliesin be right i would change specs or i would change my my main so fast which i already do anyway but oh my god we talked about it earlier but i mean and i can't speak for immunization but i it'd be like triple tinkerer real quick this would be the tinkerer podcast in like the drop of a hat yeah i you know as an engineer in real life it's my like wow fantasy to be able to be like more than just the engineer profession in the game because professions are kind of meh right now, which we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Don't come from my profession right now. I understand, Immune. As a videographer in real life, whenever that one gnome gives me quests to take photos of stuff, I live. I thrive. I, I'm, still, I'm still waiting for the taking pictures to be a class. But, you know, maybe in battle for Northrend again, we get bored and we go back there. We had that in Drenor with, with the fun selfie cam, right? Yeah, remember when we first joined this game, which is a sign, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that that we joined during that patch. Okay, so which races do you think will be able to be Tinkers if it's added to the game? When it's added to the game. I mean, it's probably got to be gnomes, obviously. Gnomes and goblins. Gnomes and goblins are the for sure. I feel like dwarfs are kind of a weird Tinker class, but like... I mean, they make they make guns for the alliance, and the dark iron make mole machines. Like they're making they're making stuff. They're tinkering. I don't think it's quite on the same level, though. I think. Yeah, I would say that they borrow a lot from their neighbors in Dunmoreau. I think that they have a lot of like technology and tinkerer type stuff, but I think that dates back to the gnomes living in Ironforge when they were chased out of their city. I see the dwarves as good blacksmiths. But I think the technology they claim is all gnome based. You're right. Like I could see them easily just being goblin and gnome. Gnome is one of like the least played races in the game, right? It's pretty low on that list. It's like it would it boosts it by a lot. I, I agree. I think they might introduce some um, Tinker as a demon hunter type thing where it's just um goblins and gnomes. So definitely gnomes and goblins would be the for sure. They would have to be the Tinkers. If I may throw my hat in the ring, I do think Slide's opinion of dwarves being Tinkerers could be there. They could be like sub-Tinkers. And for the Horde, I would say Forsaken. This is a point I raised in our little private chat earlier, but their new pension and love of the Blight and technological shit like that, I think that I would say they were the Horde's second best Tinkerers. Second to goblins, that is. Yeah, I, I guess I could see that if we need like a secondary one. But then as we were also saying earlier, with mecha gnomes being added, 
so that would be another one i assume since they're you know they're mechanomes they i mean yeah takers, right so mm-hmm. and then on the horde side would that mean also mean that a new one being added in would also be tinkers so you're discussing maybe volpira would be tinkers maybe no i don't mess around with the horde too much but do they do anything technological like they live in the desert and they i saw some tents but do they do anything technology wise i won't lie from my perspective as an alliance player they're just slaves i've seen like 20 slave ones and one free guy that sold me some tea one time i know absolutely nothing about the volpirian society yeah i i guess i was just assuming that we needed something else to kind of even yeah. it out if right um, but yeah i don't know i haven't personally i haven't seen anything from them that was technological but again i haven't come through the horde side yet i've been so busy doing alliance things that i haven't given it a look so i, I mean, yeah i'm really not sure on that front Okay, so let's dive into what do we think the different specs for a Tinker class would entail. So I think, you know, we've kind of seen this in Islands where, you know, Gazlo is literally in a giant tank. So I feel like that would be the perfect example of what a tank spec would be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the tank spec for Tinkers would obviously be mech-based. And a lot of your your defensive abilities would be like adding armor plating or adding like electroshock to the mech stuff that would do damage while you sort of existed there. And then if I would say like, if you do 80% damage to the mech or 90%, you fall out and you become your frail little self. And then all of your cooldowns suddenly switch. So instead of survivability, they become about rebuilding your tank meter. It's an interesting hybrid tank in which you're, you can soak up a bunch of damage, and then once you fall out, you kind of have to dive back real quick, and you can do small amounts of damage while you build up your tank meter to get back in there. So like a, a D.Va-style uh, tank, which I can get behind. Well, yeah, I. it's a WoW podcast. I didn't know if we were mentioning other Blizzard properties, but yes. Would you be as squishy as Baby D.Va out of mech, though? <laughs> Except that Baby D.Va out of mech is the better version of D.Va. So <laughs> I will not stand for this diva slander on this podcast. It's not diva slander. Out of mech diva is the premier diva. But not not a tanking. Imagine baby diva trying to tank a raid. She wouldn't last at all. She has so little health. Well, I guess that is a built-in tank swap, right? For DPS, I feel like like a ranged tinker would almost just end up being like an uh like a gnome hunter already, where they have mech pets and they are firing guns like they'd have to really get like wacky and crazy with like the abilities like they have to go like outside of the box and have like chicken cannons and have like uh those really annoying trap guys that used to be one of like the engineering top engineering thing back in the day there's just like a lot of things that they'd have to kind of look at and add a lot in for it you know yeah, I kind of pictured it as being like, you know, rockets, projectiles, shrink rays, freeze rays, speed boosts, even a fucking glider or something. Honestly, well, actually, I guess there's no class specific things, but like access to a glider every X amount of minutes, I feel like that'd be a really cool thing to give to the Tinkerer class because it gives you an inherent boost to people who just do other races who just do engineering versus those who are specifically tinkerers. Yeah, but it'd have to be like a... I mean, what you described, that that is just an engineering item. So they'd have to... I think they'd have to go bigger and broader than that, you know? Or like have a built-in... What it, the goblin race thing is a jet pack. Uh-huh. I guess you, could, you couldn't take that from them, but have something similar to it. I thought they'd have to just really get innovative because it's it'd be kind of lame to just kind of rehash old engineering abilities and to make them stronger. I think they'd have to kind of get crazy with it. And I, I mean, like, it's Blizzard. Like, they can pull it off really easy. If there was a healing spec, how would that work? Like, we see, like, there's that undead Lady Senna one uh, in Island Expeditions who has, like, healing beams. But, like, what else would they have other than, like, a healing beam? You know what I mean? If I may... Something I was kicking around, and this is probably an awful idea. So all healing is done from a distance with magic spells and stuff. I think it'd be interesting to have a mid-range healer who has to physically walk around, and they can throw vials of, like, Azerite potions or salves, or you have to get physically next to someone to do a tune-up. And maybe these these heals were, like, top-tier level. I don't know if that would make a like a 
horror healing experience, but I definitely think it would be interesting. It'd be different. Isn't that kind of how holy paladins work though? Like they're like they're all like up in front in the battle, right? From my brief, brief holy paladin stint as Tandrickson and the OG Zaddy, it was definitely something that you could do from a distance. Hmm. I mean I guess that kind of makes sense. But how would we even kind of uh, you know what? I'm just gonna pull a time warp. Time warp! I'm pouring my drink. I just poured my Svetka. Oh god, you already thought you got you ready to lose already? We're both ready to lose. <clears throat> okay, are you guys ready for this time warp? Yes. Yeah, as ready as I'll be. You have 40 seconds to think about to think about this question and answer it. And the question is: Warlords of Draenor dungeons. Go. Sky Skyreach. Um, temples of uh, of Akendun. Um. Oh fuck. Uh, the Iron, Grim Rail. No, Iron no, no, no. The, what's oh, that's the one I was thinking of. Um, the. Um. Bu 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 uh, uh, the one in the. Oh, Everbloom. Um. Shit. Yeah, that is one. Um. um bu 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 Oh, Shoot, Shadow Moon I, Burial I, Grounds, is that one? I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I really was uh, done on Skyreach. Yeah, I'd say. Um, <laughs> um, shit, was there only four? Oh, I think we're just forgetting a lot of them. There's the one where... Oh. You guys was that 40? You guys fucking tied, by the way. <laughs> oh. So you both it was a good said, thing we both, both poured. Said, you both said Skyreach, and you guys both finished at the same time. Even though... Even though... Hamun said it like a, like a real life Arakoa. By the time by the time he finished Reach, Aaron had said Sky Reach just as fast. <laughs> you guys tied at Sky Reach. Hamun uh, got Shadow Moon Burial Grounds, and he got Everbloom, and Aaron also got uh, Sky Reach, and then got Auchindune, and then the Iron Docks. <laughs> So you actually saying, tied it perfectly. <laughs> I was about but, to say, don't get, don't give me a fake tie like last week, and then I end up losing. But you did miss the Blood Moss Slag Mines with the Fun Lord Bowling mini game. Ah, uh, damn it! Yeah, and where you, and where you can get Conan. Immune said Grim Rail, but didn't finish his thought and moved off of it. So it's Grim Rail Depot. I combined Grim Rail with Iron Docks in my mind, but then just as you were finishing, I was remembering that one of the dungeons was on a train, which I think that's what that is, right? Yep. And then you missed Upper Black Rocks Fire. So, you guys are tied. Okay, well, I already poured the shot, so I'm going to take it. Oh, Same. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, next week is mine. Hopefully, hopefully it goes better than last time I hosted it, where we had a solid 1-1 one, one tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where were we? Okay. Hmm. We were talking about uh, Tinkerer Healers. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. I was thinking that it would be an alchemist-type class, which is, my idea of it was very similar to what you were saying, that they would, you know, specialize in, like, throwing potions, um, having, like, healing Azerite spray guns um, that do, like, AoE healing. Yeah, so it's basically what you were saying, and, I, and like, that inherently would mean that they'd have to be a little bit closer. Um, so would we just have these three different specs, then? Or would there also be a fourth one, like Druid, with melee DPS? Yeah, that's what we were discussing earlier. So I think that there are a lot of close-up engineering type stuff, like boxing gloves and automatic arms and things of that nature that would be really neat. But I also, I was thinking of this today, in this hypothetical Tinkerer class, what kind of weapons do you think they would use? Well, you know, I just was reminded of something that existed. You guys remember in Draenor when you're running around foreground and you get to choose between either having the mech suit or having the random champion who'd fight for you and like they would like mm -hmm. open like weird boxes for you or whatever when you were in that mech suit you had like a flamethrower uh you had like a mega like missile launch they could kind of use the basis for those abilities in that gorgon mech suit to be like a, a dps spec or even for the tank spec if they wanted to i was about to say in in Protection Warrior, you get an ability in Legion where you put your shield down and you spew fire from it. Just take that wholesale and put it into the mech spec, and that's that's a cool ability. Yeah, and it's already off the prop warriors. Like, they don't have that anymore. Yeah, I mean, as far as weapons go that they would be equipping, I would say it'd be, like, mainly 
like the hunter weapons, right? For like all specs, really, it'd be like guns, mainly guns and crossbows, maybe. I see it being treated very similar to how glaives are for demon hunters, where you get like the rewards for some classes are a spear or a gun. But if you're a tinkerer and you do that, you'd get, I guess, just a cooler gun or for the melee classes, I see specific fist-based weapons. If it is like electroshock gloves or like uh, explosive boxing gloves. Huh. That would be kind of cool actually having like shocking gloves or boom gloves or whatever. Like there's a lot of fun variety that they can easily spice it up with. Okay, y'all. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a stressful week and all week long I've been on that quest for hat. I'm still tracking down the Gilnean top hat. You just buy it. You can't. Uh, actually, yeah, you can, <laughs> but for as much money as Growlina has. <laughs> but, um... He is going across the map to find his sacred flat brim hat. He will turn across the sand. He will strike out any man. All his bones will fall down dead to the depths atop his head. He knows what he has to do. He'll never leave the island queue. He will wave a pen on that. He will win this quest for hat. I ran like 17 islands and I still don't have it. Womp womp. <laughs> and that's it. Okay, well, I hope you get the hat. <laughs> I hope you don't. There's probably a better chance of the latter. It's I've ran a lot of islands and I still don't have that damn hat. Well, it only drops from a certain one, right? I think it only drops from the Gilmain one. Did you get the Gilmain only, one? Only Havens would. Did you get it at all when you did your islands? I did once, but all I got was doubloons. What's sad. Well, speaking of doubloons, I guess we can uh, talk about what's happening on the Horde side of things. There's been some data mine stuff with broadcast text where we learn some interesting information about Derek Proudmore and Bane Bloodhoof? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Ooh, do we have a second member? Of what? Of the Betray the Horde faction of hashtag green team. We just may, actually. So this is obviously spoiler, um, a spoiler-centric show because we're talking about whatever we want. But it turns out what happens in 8.1.5 is that when Sylvanas resurrects Derek Proudmore, a bunch of people on the horde are like, what are you doing? This is gross. You can't do that. And I guess Bane is like the loudest dissenter. So he's finally doing something. <laughs> it's kind of miraculous. It turns out that Bane and uh, there's a human named Thomas, Thomas Zelling who was a Tide Sage and he had a terrible disease. And I think he, L Lillian Voss re helped resurrect him under some crazy circumstances. It was, it was weird. But anyway, so he's a, he's a, a brand new undead working with Bane and stuff. And Bane ends up freeing Derek Proudmore from Sylvanas's clutches. Like he lets her, he lets him go. Wait, what was? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's my interpretation too. Wait, what? Wait, were you aware that Derek Proudmore was resurrected by Sylvanas in the first place? <laughs> I was, I think, right? So like, this is the part that Aaron was talking about a few weeks ago where um he was resurrected but he wasn't doing anything they wanted him to do yeah he was he was very very anti-horde he was like honestly just kill me and then Sylvanas was like I'm gonna torture you till I almost kill you and he was like can you please just do more like I'd like to die please yeah so like he doesn't want to be there and she wants to, him to use his like his intelligence about you know the naval fleets about the city of Boralus but all that against them he's like well no i'm not gonna do that fuck you so bane and thomas help free Derek proudmore and Derek proudmore escapes so basically now it's yeah it's turning into a second choice kind of like you know the, the it's, it's exactly like the sarfang quest where it's like do you want to side with sarfang or or do you want to side with sylvanas and there's, there's a bunch of texts about it where sylvanas is basically kind of like he's a traitor he needs to go and she arrests bane she puts him under house arrest apparently I am honestly living as a diehard Alliance stan. I am living for the shitty horde turning against itself. Like, we have Tyrande giving sass, but she isn't actively betraying Anduin yet. I am 
loving the horde falling in upon itself. Now, one of the more interesting things on top of that is that Jaina is reunited with Derek, who is uh, who, as we know, is now an undead guy. Wait, under what circumstances? How are they able to be reunited if he's like captured by Sylvanas? No, Bane. Bane was captured. Bane freed Derek. And yeah, I but I, I figured that since he was resurrected by her, she he was probably with her, right? Yeah, and then Bane freed her, freed him, and then he escaped. Yeah, because Derek was never about being with them in the first place. He wanted nothing to do with the Horde, so probably when Bane freed him, he just left for Kul Tiras. He probably just walked home because like, he's undead, so he can breathe underwater, right? He can just walk onto the bottom of the sea back to Varalis, taking forever. But it's interesting because now Jaina and Derek are reunited. Uh, well, Derek says, will you come with me, Jaina? I don't know if I can do this alone. And Jaina says, of course, Derek, no matter the storm, we will face it as family. So Jaina is just willingly just hanging out with her own dead brother, which is crazy because normally Alliance go, ew, yuck, my dad's a zombie, I hate him now. But like now, like she's embracing an undead. So what does this mean for like human undead relations in the future? You know what I mean? Well, does this mean that there's a second premiere undead that isn't siding with the Horde? I'm talking like Kalia. So could this ultimately mean that we will get detracting undead in the Alliance? It kind of sounds like it, doesn't it? It sounds like it's kind of setting up for, like, Alliance sympathizing undead, which is crazy. It's kind of insane. Normally, I'd be about hyping up Green Team, because I do believe that's coming eventually. Uh, please check Heroes Callboard for that conspiracy theory. Green Team sucks. Uh, green Team's going to happen eventually. But, yes, I do believe we're, especially with Kalia and whatever she's become becoming a thing in the alliance i definitely think we're we're gonna start getting some converts which is awesome because i want the horde to lose any power that it has wait what if kalia and Derek hook up that's like an undead power couple right exactly people magazine of azeroth is going to report (laughs) on it (laughs) but like what is happening on the horde like sarfang's on the run bane's in jail what is lorthramar doing like, is he doing anything? Like, what's, like... What has Lorthamar ever done? <laughs> Island of Thunder was the only time that boy ever did anything. <laughs> and you could put me on record saying that. I just feel like there's a lot of straws that are just breaking that, like, something's got to give. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people are probably upset that they're just going to fall back on the, like, everyone's going to turn against Sylvanas, like, Garrosh style, you know? But like she's kind of turning on everybody else, and I don't think I don't think it'll be like Garrosh. I think I don't think she'll die if they kill her. Oh my God! Can you imagine? There would be so much hell to pay from the fans if 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 they killed off Sylvanas. I think she'll probably step down or get fired from her job as war chief. But yeah, it's just kind of insane that like somehow like things have gotten worse. It's kind of like U.S. politics over there on the Horde side. It's pretty rough. Like I said, I am living for it. We only have one faction that's trying to be sassy to the Alliance. That said, if this is the precedent that's being set for the Horde, I worry about, like, halfway through this expansion, are we going to have more problems on the Alliance? They typically like to balance these things. I don't know what part of the Alliance would really rebel against Anduin's authority. Night Elves and Worgen right now are the the main ones on the chopping block. As much as I hate to admit it as a Worgen. I don't think that the Night Elves are going to turn against Anduin. They're just like, we need our forces for ourselves right now. And then Anduin was like, oh... And then again, join them. So I, I don't. I don't think that it's the same thing as what's happening on the Horde right now. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's damn near getting close though. Like I feel like there is gonna be some tension. There is already a tension happening. And I wonder if Anduin's gonna attempt to punish Taranda for what she did. But <laughs> I don't know how exactly he would go about doing that. Like. What I don't, is he going to do to her? <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Like, yeah, she she was one of the strongest people in Azeroth before she took the Dark Moon Lord into her soul. Like, at this point, it doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to beat the, the Night Elves. Just let them fizzle out, and then maybe you can put them in jail. Along with uh, what's happening with Bane, they're actually messing around with more player choice options. And so far, as Alliance, we ain't getting shit which is kind of pissing me off, but the Horde get another fun choice option about 
you know, Bane and, and Derek Proudmore. And you basically, as Horde, you're going to have an option if you want to snitch on Bane or if you want to try to hide him from the cops. <laughs> Nathanos asks you what's going on. And option one is Bane Bloodhoof has requested that I must help him with a secret task. You basically just rat him out completely to Nathanos. <laughs> <laughs> like, flat out, like, not even dicking around. Or you can hide the information, and it says, This will surely draw Sylvanas' ire. Are you sure you want to keep this from Nathanos? And then you can just, like, not report anything. Which I wonder if that will compound at all on the first option of hiding Sarfang's location. Honestly, a lot of these options kind of point to, like, the Horde being divided into two factions, so... Aaron's uh, green team thing is not all too far-fetched. Aaron's green team, is he wants a third... No, it's, it's far-fetched. What they're doing this is because players like Green like team Andrew, is not far-fetched. Far-fetched, no one wants it. Like Andrew, who has a Torin, who is like, my character wouldn't do this. They're, they're kind of just doing this that way you can have a say in what your character actually said and what your character actually chose to do. Before, it was just like, here you go, do this quest. And like, well, I don't want to do this quest. This quest is bad for, like, what I stand for. So basically, it's just a way to, like, make you, like, so you can stand up to her, you know? So it's to make you feel better even though you can't actually do anything different? Correct. I do not think that this this won't change any of the outcomes, but it gives you, like, from a character standpoint, it gives you a choice in that you can choose to make your character say, "Uh, no, I ain't telling you where Bane is. I'm going to hide him out. But there actually, there's another option, too. So I guess later, you know how we saw that image of Sylvanas with Zalatath, the the Naifu? Mm-hmm. So I guess at some point, I'm not sure if at this point we get it before she does or if we get it after she does. But you get Zalatath and for some reason decide to empower her. <laughs> and you unwittingly help her free the dagger as part of a deal with Nazoth. Players are then given a gift of Nazoth buff which places eyeballs on nearby players. And so, I guess, I think I think this is also Horde only, by the way, which sucks, because... Wait, you're, you're telling me even though I physically have Naifu, I can't do this? See, but you don't have Naifu. Naifu, throughout her history, she has left her owners whenever she wants to. So she can leave you, she can leave your bank whenever she feels like it. And she apparently already has. <laughs> She's oh, hanging rude. out with other people. <laughs> Maybe I should call her ex-Naifu. But so you get you get two options for this one too. You can either choose to keep the buff, and it says the darkness within you swells. I warn you, this would be very painful. Oh no, this is him cleansing you. So Brother Pike can cleanse you for option one, or you can choose to just keep it. You can just hang on to it, which is like that's kind of shady. Like, why would you want to keep a gift of Nazoth from an old god? Like, like what would that mean for you? Something bad, probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Why you wouldn't tell anyone about that? Well, don't worry, because as Alliance, we we finally get our option, guys. Wow, I'm surprised that Blizzard didn't just forget about the Alliance lore-wise again. <laughs> well, I have bad news, because this isn't really a real option. This is an option for the blacksmithing tools of the trade quest line. So if you're not a blacksmith, you don't get to see this option anyway. I rescind my words. Okay. They forgot about the alliance again. I'm going to walk away for a little moment while you talk about this. Continue. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to. Fair it's enough. An option. You can have it if you do this quest. <laughs> and I have a blacksmith there, and I don't care about this. Like, who cares? Come on. Like, where's our cool shit? Like, let us choose to go back with Taranda and help her or stay with Anduin and stare at a map. You can give us something easy. It's not hard, right? We've just received some breaking news from our on-the-scene reporter, Growlina. Let's see what she has to say here on this segment. Hello, everyone. This is Growlina, sitting here at the Docks of Baralis with friend of the show, Deoxyribos. Say hi to the audience, Deoxy. Hello. We were just going about our business here, when all of a sudden, an epic duel broke out. We're sitting here with fellow onlooker, Bad Judgment. Bad? What's your take on this? Do you come to these fights often? No, but I saw Boralis was being attacked, and I wondered about trying to find the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, you found it. This 
quarrel amongst men. What do you think makes these two such excellent fighters? The self-heals most honestly. One is a druid and the other a death knight. They can stay up for years. My champion! Wow, what a turnout. I bet his finger's broke, dude. <laughs> Was there any gold on this fight? Yeah, 500k. Pay up. Round two, round two! I'm jumping in. <laughs> well, it seems the outcome's been decided. Will you be attending more matches like this in the future, bad? Why, yes, I feel like I have to now. I'm glad to hear that. With this fight settled and money exchanging hands, this wraps up another day here in Morales. Thank you, Bad, and thank you, audience, for listening. My name's Growlina, and this has been Growl on the... Oh, shit! Oh, God! What, what, what happened out there? Hopefully we here at the studio hear back from Growlina soon. Well, after that report, I think it's time for our sexiest NPC of the week. Oh. Ooh. 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 Hey, hello. Oh. How are you? Hey, how are you? So, this week's sexiest NPC of the week is none other than Moira. Ooh. Ooh. Moira Thracian, head of the Dark Iron Dwarves. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but she is the most eligible bachelorette after we murdered her husband deep down in the <laughs> after, mine. After we went into the catacombs and fucking lit up her husband. We also ran through Heathrail and Seathrail and Angerrail. And, and Hatrail. Meanrail. <laughs> Not very nice rail. Urrail. You didn't go to my birthday party. This is a callback from the last episode. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to? Who wouldn't want to marry this? Like, look at her. Those, those sweet buns on the side of her head, looking real good. Look at those buns. You don't have to worry about getting a priest to do it because she can just marry you guys. <laughs> Wait, are you suggesting that she she would officiate the wedding at her own wedding? I mean, she's a priestess. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and honestly, I'm going to look at you guys in the face and say this. She is the only dwarf who's been doing shit out of the past couple years. And also, her son, Rurul the Dark Iron. I mean, how could we forget? She tells us all the time. You can marry into a dynasty, like, real quick. Also, when's he going to grow up? He's been little for, like, so long now. Been, like, little baby model forever. And before the storm, he said, like, actual words oh, at yeah, Anduin right. when he showed up there. So I think we're going to, whenever they decide to revamp the main world again, I think we're going to get, like, a teenage Dark Iron, which will be wild because we have never, I mean, well, also, does he exist as a child Dark Iron model? I think he might. I mean, last time I saw he was just a little, like, bun in a bread basket, like, just a little baby. I don't know if they updated his model. They actually might have, but I'm not sure. I haven't been to Ironforge in a while. I have never seen it if they have. Even if he's still a child, that would be a new model. Like, we've never seen a child, honestly, dwarf at all. I, and you know what? Actually, we've never seen a child anything other than human and Draenei. But um, it would be a new model. It'd be the first Dark Iron child or teenager. Stay tuned for that one when we get that in like 10 years, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that shit's never going to happen. Although, uh, 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 yeah, I don't. Anduin could do it. Maybe he, little baby uh, the Rusian could do it too. What's his first name? Baby? Baby the Rusian? It's like Danath. I think it's Danath. Hold oh, on. Oh, after his grandpa. Or his dad. Grandpa. I'm going to Google real quick. Oh, God. Ron, yeah, Googling. Go, go, go. Dragon. Dragon? Or, I'm sorry, Dagron. D A G R A N. My son, Dragon Therusian. <laughs> Dagron Therusian. Um, alright. This is Moira. She's got hot buns. She's got a hot dynasty. Also, she's wearing like a sexy Princess Leia outfit here. When was she wearing this outfit? Does anyone know? Uh, like... I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Slide Whistle. That is not 
Moira. Oh, what? I literally found this picture on Wowpedia, so I need to... Give me a second. Oh, well, well that's your problem. It was on Wowpedia. It was the, Wowpedia the, shit. The, bu- the buns are different. I mean, maybe it's a model update. That is not Moira. That is a that is a character who just is just I modeled think you're right. Moira. Yeah. I, I mean... Because the, the look she's sporting now with the dark cloak is like her updated model but her old model never looked like that well and the og one's wearing like a big old white big old white dress right yeah that makes sense okay so i have misspoke it's on wow wiki and it is i guess this is her model in black rock depths so it's confirmed for model oh then i'm a darn fool you fool we all have those moments just one of those days you don't want to wake up everything sucks i got two Fun things for you guys here. They're going to be very relevant to us soon. Have you guys seen the official spreadsheet for what your race will become in Battle for Dazara lore? A race? Uh, um, as Wait, yeah, because you bec- you become a member of the opposite faction. Oh, did they confirm this? What, what it would confirmed. be? Confirmed. Wait, can I can I guess mine? Can I guess mine? Yes, in fact, I want you guys to guess yours. Please proudly state your race and what your guess will be, what you turn into. I... Growlina is a worgen, and I'm guessing because we've been fighting them for years, I'm going to be Forsaken. And Immune, your guess? Well, okay, so as a normal Draenei, I think that I would be a Blood Elf? So, you both will probably be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's a, that's a hell of a way to lead into it. We're wrong. Uh, yes. So, Pandaren will turn into Pandaren. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gnomes turn into goblins, unless they're monks. Makes sense. Blood elves. Wait, what? Wait, because what? Goblins, be... goblins can't be monks. Wigglestein's gonna be <laughs> a blood elf? Okay. Isn't that weird? Uh, dwarfs turn into orcs. That doesn't make sense, but okay. If they're a paladin, they're a tauren. And if they're a priest, they're an undead, because orcs can't be priests. Night elves turn into trolls. Unless they're the demon hunters, then you know. I mean, night elves are just trolls, so that makes sense. Humans turn into undead. That's interesting. Hmm. And then undead turn into... I mean, and then if they're paladin, they're blood elves. Now for you two, who are left for last, Draenei will be turning into Torin. You get to be a big, beefy cowgirl. Ugh. I, like, purposely stopped being horrid because i couldn't handle how slow it felt to walk as a tauren well don't worry because now you get to be even slower and aaron as a worgen you get to be a troll enjoy your nasty little feet <laughs> again i already have <laughs> yeah it's pretty much the same thing i guess like as a tauren i still have those hooves too so Maybe it's by feet. Is that how they determine this? <laughs> yeah, that's probably how they determined it. <laughs> they they were like, hoof feet goes by hoof feet. Nasty, gross toes goes by nasty, gross toes. <laughs> and then I guess, like, undead, they're just human feet, but just the bones. Dwarf and orc, though? Like, are dwarf and orc feet similar? I mean, arched over characters I don't want to see on my timeline. Oof. Damn. Got them. I love, I love you, dwarves. You serve a good purpose. Don't show up in my raid. It seems like no race, none of the horde races turned into worgen, which is weird. I think well, that's weird. Well, because there's not a direct equivalent, I feel like. Yeah, but trolls get two. Design-wise. I, I was reading that they probably matched it up to the race that shares the most classes in common to make it easy. You know what I mean? Like, human and undead are basically going to be everything. Just about. Which, so, so, so for Worgen, that would mean they'd have to be Torrent or Trolls. So I guess the Troll thing makes sense. Because they're one of the only ones that can be Druids. Right. And then because Draenei Dre- needs something, Torrent fits the most too. So it works out. It's it's definitely interesting. I get to be a Goblin, which is fine. I already leveled the Goblin already, so whatever. I get to be filthy and green. Yeah, I won't, I won't lie. I'm a little let down because i was really feeling the forsaken uh morgan connection considering they stole our home but i mean it makes sense within the game but also well i guess this isn't also later in 8.1.5 
they're trying to make our professions cooler, which I think is always fine. Like, hey, I don't know how 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 you guys are feeling about your professions right now. They they heard me earlier in the podcast saying that I hated how professions were. Well, you hated how engineering worked. <laughs> well, hold up, hold up. Immunization. You're an engineer. Like the immunization is an engineer. Oh no, no. In in game immunization is a tailor enchanter. Okay. I was like, I've never seen her craft anything. So she's a shitty engineer if she is. Wait, so in so Aaron, you're an alchemist, right? And then Immune, you're an enchanter, right? Yeah, I'm enchanting in Taylor. So they're adding in interesting they're adding in like unique items in eight point one point five for everybody, for every profession. So Aaron, for you, you're gonna obtain Silas's sphere of transmutation. What am I obtaining? Silas's sphere of transmutation. Interesting. Is that like an offhand? Do we know what this is? So what it does is you concentrate on the sphere to transmute it into another object for one hour. What does that mean? Also, why is that alchemy? It, it says highlights and allows the player to interact with various cauldrons on Colteris and Zandalar. Oh, hang on. It has a description. The sphere surface swirls and shifts, showing different images for brief moments, never long enough to see what they actually are. So it sounds like it's randomly going to turn into something. <laughs> and you get that something for an hour? That sounds kind of lame, honestly. <laughs> I'm. You know what? Because alchemy gave you a really strong like mid-level thing of making flasks, they're just fucking around on the end game now. <laughs> They're like, we had to add something, so here's this Goofenheimer thing. Just keep making flasks to get money. That kind of makes sense. I feel like you guys have the most gold to make to be made out of your stuff. Yeah, of of everything, flasks are the most essential thing when it comes to raiding. So it's like all the top tier stuff are just whatever. Here's yeah, here's a silly thing. Now, immune yours. I think seems the coolest out of all this list of things you can have. What is it? You get Ewan's Enchanting Rod. You consume one Veiled Crystal. Are those expensive to, to get? What kind of crystal did you say? Veiled Crystals. I think I have many of them, honestly. Okay. So you consume one Veiled Crystal to animate an inert golem. You get golems, which I think are just going to be bodyguards that follow you around? Like... Would these be worth summoning during a raid? Or turn around. Look at my screen. Look at this golem. It's a it's Ooh. a scary. It's it's kind of like the model of those. Um, oh my god, the 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 harvest men that that run around farms. It's like that, but he's wearing a a Kul'tiran diving helmet and he has two hooks for hands, and I don't like it. Oh. Yeah, so you get two options. So you can you can enchant a tide watcher, and it says an enchanted tide watcher is protecting you for thirty minutes, or you can enchant a voodoo mask, which is probably the horde version, and then you also gain extra re resources while disenchanting. So while I have him, I get more resources. I think while you have this rod. So so how it works is you make the rod, and then to use the rod, you have to use one veiled crystal. To animate one golem on a five second cooldown. Now wait a second. Can you have multiple golems guarding you? If you have enough crystals? Probably. That's what it I would assume if it's on a five second cooldown. Maybe it's for like if it dies, you can like make another one really quickly. So yeah, so you actually get you get two things. You get a golem, and then when you have it, you get extra resources while you use enchant. I, th I think that's just a wand. I mean, that's pretty neat. That's super cool. Uh, for me, for engineering, I get the Uber Spanner, and it summons an Uber Invention, which kind of sounds like the Hearthstone card for Mechatork, where when you played him, he would summon, like, one of three random things. Hmm. I get the Uber Improved Target Dummy. I don't know what that means. It could be anything. What does a standard target dummy oh, do? Oh, no, a, a, a standard target dummy is kind of like the, um, what'd you name your fun little ox? For your monk uh La laverne ox yeah laverne yeah so it, it's like a tank kind of I, I think it takes aggro and it was it's like a just it's a distraction and it's just like a, a big wooden man who, who waves back and forth it's like hey hit me hey hit me or boom bots which are like those little bots with like little legs and they, they run around or mm -hmm. 
the Uber Sentry Mech X 8.0. Oh, shoot. What's that? Have you ever quested in uh, Tear Guard in that, that like, lost gnome area with all, like, the gears and cogs around? Yes. Now, you know those little robot dogs that are running around? Mm-hmm. It's that. Wow. It's a, it's so a robot you, can, dog. you can make those now? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think I have a chance to make it. I think the Uber Spanner has a random chance to make one of these three. It's, we, we, don't, we don't know a lot yet, but if it says it summons an Uber invention, it doesn't seem like I get to pick one of these. No, it says enables the engineer to craft Uber constructs. So yeah, I could choose I could use one of these, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm not sure that this will act like, like a mutant's golem and guard me, but that'd be awesome if it did. Yeah, that guy looks pretty cool. And there's like there's like text for it, or it's just like talking about like autopilot mode engaged, kill all hostiles. All right, cool. <laughs> sounds good to me. Killing my enemies sounds pretty cool. Jewel crafting gets the item that lets you extract the gem from your socketed items, so like you don't have to waste the gem. You can just pull it out. Mm-hmm. You can pry it out. That's fine and whatever. Leather workers get to summon a special mount. Which can only be ridden within Kulturas and Zandalar. Zandalar. It also allows them to interact with special drums, granting them one buff for an hour. That's kind. Of, that's like an all-around useful. Like, like you get a cool mount, mm-hmm. you get some drums, I guess. Oh, tailoring. You get synchronous thread. It allows synchronous tailors to mend tears in the fabric of time. What the fuck? Wait, <laughs> the threads of time sew cloth from past, present, and future. Cloth displaced in time can be found more often in the world. Oh, so you just get more cloth from stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean I get old cloths or just more current cloth? It sounds like it increases your cloth drop rate. It sounded really like something crazy, but I guess it just gets you more cloth, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. (laughs) I also like the description. It's a stitch in time saves the world from its demise. Get it? Stitched in time? Yeah, okay. That's something. Um, tailoring, leather working, jewel craft. Oh, inscription. This is what Aaron could have had back in the day. <laughs> this is what uh, Will slash Tyre would have if he came back to the world of Warcraft. Is he sub still? He is sub still. He's just dying, which has hampered the other podcast. But get he's ready for a fun. Cl- yeah, he's get ready for a fun clip show. <laughs> wait, wait. You know what you should do. You should have a you should have a guest show like and just have me and Immune on and we could do it all over again. <laughs> I mean, don't tempt me. I'd be down. It'd be kind of funny. Uh, in scriptures, you get the sanguine feather quill of Lanathel, who is the vampire bitch from Ice Crown. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It siphons the blood of the dead around you, restoring your own health in the process. Huh? That sounds a lot better than. A magical orb you can see a fuzzy vision in. Well, wait, it gets better. It also allows you to create blood contracts. It doesn't say what the blood contracts do, but we do have their names. Blood contract, blood guard. Blood contract, bloodshed. Blood contract, oblivion. What the fuck? What does this stuff mean? It sounds kind of scary. I would assume maybe, like, it gives you an NPC that follows you around and acts as, like, a uh, protection. Yeah, it sounds similar to Golems and the engineering one. Or, like, maybe even, like, a shield, maybe? Like, a blood shield? Mm-hmm. And we have blacksmithing left, which we already snubbed due to that one quest earlier. Uh, you get the Kasgorian hammer, which allows the user to repair a piece of their equipment instantly. And it's free, I believe. Oh, wow. Wait, but it gets better, though. When crafting blacksmithing armor or weapons, there's a chance to be given the property of indestructible. So when making shit, it can make your shit not cost any repair costs. Though, you don't really use a lot of the crafted armor or weapons late in the game anyway. So maybe it's not that cool. Um, I may have missed it. Is there any herbalism? No, because herbalism and mining and... Leather or skinning. Skinning, they're they're gathering. Is it only for the for the main professions? The uh, mm-hmm. whatever the opposite of gathering is. The ones that, that create things, I guess. Yeah, but that doesn't have a word. But yeah. Hold the phone. There's a full ride video of the Dark Moon roller coaster. Whoa, whoa, hold up. This is a live. I'm playing it right now. 
Aaron, you can't see it, but imagine you can and react to it. Okay. So you're walking up, you're, there's a Pandaren, and she welcomes you on, and you get on the cart, and now, imagine... Well, I'm, I'm big about the fact that a Pandaren... Imagine there. you have now entered Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, the mode where you can, like, Ooh, ride the like, roller coaster. I don't like Tycoon 3. It emphasized killing people. It's literally just Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 right now. Like, you are in the first-person view Shit. of it when you're on it. I'm getting dizzy. I'm getting dizzy. Hold on, are you guys talking about Thrillville shit? Is that what it was called? No, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 was different, but my neighbor, for whatever reason, couldn't get Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, so we played Thrillville, which was the shitty version of it. The comments. Well, that, that looks a little neat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as soon as it finished, I was like, well, what do you get from it? Oh, it's been explained at BlizzCon that, that this was an artist's independent work and didn't take any development time. So someone just, someone just did it for fun. Someone was just like, hey, I'm making this for you guys. Don't pay me anything. Take it. Interesting. I mean, I guess that makes it better. Like, I'll write it. Yeah, I'll write it a lot. Maybe. So, I guess we are wrapping up this podcast soon. So, as always, we will close out with top two of the week. And I'll start this week. My top two of the week, even though we already mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast, has to be finally getting Horde Slayer. I mean, on my main, at least. Like, the one that should have gotten it first. First. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Horde Slayer immunization is here. Actually, it's immunization the Horde Slayer. <sighs> okay, fine. It's okay, you're new at this. <laughs> Rude. Okay, well, Aaron, what do you have for top two to the week? My top two to the week was definitely the Defense of Boralus, which uh, is a 20-minute epic that we sort of talked about at the beginning of the show, that... Honestly, changed me as a man. It's a real BCAD moment right now. The rest of my WoW career will be knowing that I took place in this defensive paralysis against 40 to 50 dirty invaders. So I'm glad that we're living in an ABD era, I guess, after Boralus defense. <laughs> and the biggest thing, we all learned some lessons. We finally understood what it is to be friends. And I got a staff. So there's no need for the dirty Zool tooth anymore. No, the tooth. Real. Put it back on. I still have the tooth. It's around. But I will uh, be using my staff for the foreseeable future. And I'm a lot happier with it. So that's my top toot of the week. Um, Slide Whistle, what's your top toot? Toot toot. Uh, my top toot is I'm finally catching up on my new main. New, new main as in the like for three months now two months now uh, yeah it's just kind of a bummer that like you decided that this is your main after you already got all the main strides on like your warrior but now nah, this bummer is becoming a real humdinger <laughs> and honestly it's the best time to pick a new main because you're going to be going into battle for desire lore with this with deoxyribose and you're going to be getting the same level of equipment that like immunization and i are getting oh yeah but i've i'm catching up on rep hardcore i'm i've already gotten a parion bag with seventh legion i have all of my base other reps they're uh, they're they're revered they're they're slowly crawling their way to exalted i'm caught up on the war campaign so i'm ready for that next week when the new one drops uh, I think I'm just gonna keep plugging away. I'm actually, I've been actually doing like actual quests, like real quests, not just world quests, like <laughs> like real yellow quests, just so I can get rep. Like I'm that desperate for rep because I want Paragon bags so bad. And the mission table is doing so much work for me behind the scenes. Like I'm probably getting like 500 rep, like for each faction, like almost a day, just from being at work on my phone. Like I'm doing it. I'm coming for it. Yeah, I mean that's great. But yeah, uh, I think. If you don't have anything else, I think that's going to be it for us. So if you guys have any emails uh, to send to us, any questions, complaints, uh, comments, stick pics, fun pics, uh, you can send them to do not relent pod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at do not relent pod at Twitter. Uh, what about you guys? Where can we find you guys on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at The Big A Cheesy. And you can find my alternate day job at the newly christened Heroes Call Board on Twitter. It's an alternative podcast where we talk about the message boards 
regarding Blizzard's games and all the wild and crazy kids that decide to scream on it. It's <laughs> a lot. But all right, that's it for us. See you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. That was a very good wish.